Hi there, my name is Christopher Perry. This is the WCHL Podcast. I am the Commissioner of the Western Collegiate Hockey League, and this is episode 421. We have no Andrew, so uh, rejoice, rejoice, right? It is the holiday season. This is, Consider this a special gift. There's no Andrew on this podcast. And instead, we're going to continue on with a special uh, series, part of our special series, where we're looking at some uh, student-athletes, giving them, shining a spotlight on some of them. And um, in this episode, we're going to talk to number eight from the University of Oklahoma, Josh Pusar. So uh, sit back and uh, get comfortable. All right, let's hear some crunchy guitars. And then on the other end, we're going to talk to Josh Pusar. Hi there. Hey, my name is Christopher Perry. I'm the commissioner for the Western Collegiate Hockey League. And on this edition of the WCHL podcast, we have a special guest. It's number eight from the University of Oklahoma hockey team. It is Josh Pusar. Josh, am I saying your last name correctly? Yeah, that's right. All right. I don't know if it's like Pusar or Pusar or so. I figured I needed to ask. Josh, thank you for taking time out of your day to talk to us today. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. Not a problem. And as a special added bonus, um, I know that Andrew uh, is normally on these podcasts, and he is the uh, the head pom pom shaker for the Oklahoma hockey team, at least on terms of the podcast. But you don't have to deal with him today, so I guess that's good news. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit bad. It'd be nice to have another guy on the team. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> whatever, whatever. Well, Josh, tell me. Uh, let's let's talk a little bit about uh, Josh Pusar uh, from Cal. Is it Castle Pines or Castle Rock? Uh, Castle Pines. Kind of towns bore each other, so same thing. Really. Uh, okay, just a little bit south of Denver. Yep. So, uh, how did you get into uh, how did you get into playing hockey? What was it about hockey that screamed "Come play me" to Josh Pusar? Yeah, so no one in my family really played, so it was kind of new to me. My dad actually got me a pair of uh, roller skates when I was four, and he left on a business trip. And I guess when he came back, I was ripping down the driveway and around the neighborhood. So that's what kind of started everything for me, at least. Interesting. So you get your start playing roller, huh? Yeah, so he put me in one of – there's a outdoor rink about 10 minutes away from my house. So he put me in one of those um, outdoor leagues. And then when I was about six, um, I was kind of going around everyone out there. So I wanted to play some competitive. And he found a coach down in uh, Monument, which is near the Springs. And I kind of started doing that, and I know the rest is history with that. Wow. So uh, – and when you said the – a coach down in in monument down near colorado springs that was an ice hockey coach huh um yeah so he did oh, okay. he actually does both so it was ice and roller so he coaches um colorado thunderbirds which is the triple a program out there and then he also did roller back in the day so wow interesting interesting you know years ago they used to have a uh geez they used to have two roller leagues rhi roller hockey international which was kind of like the the summer version of the nhl then they yep. had one that played, uh, it was like the Beach Hockey Roller League, which was kind of like an indoor soccer version of roller hockey. It's kind of weird with banks. It had a, uh, it had banked curves behind the net. So instead of, uh, you know, ripping it around the boards, you can just uh, rip it around the bank and pass it to your buddy there. So Yeah, 
yeah, I've never seen that one though. And well, it's on. Um, check it out on YouTube. It's on some of those old ESPN highlights. So back when ESPN was hurting for uh, stuff to 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 put on, you know, to fill time. So yeah, exactly. So tell me about that. I mean, you're you're playing. You're living in Castle Pines. You have to drive. What Springs is about an hour away. So your monument's what half hour away. Yeah, monument's about forty. Away. There you go. So you got to go even further south just to get some uh, competitive hockey going. Um, did, was it still a mix of roller and ice, or was it all ice after that? So um, I didn't start playing ice till I was nine, so my first year squirt. But it was kind of a mixture. Once I started playing ice at nine, I was playing ice over the fall and winter, and then in the summer I'd play roller. So. I was able to play in like the the national tournaments over the summer, which was state wars and arts. So I did that every year. So it's kind of fun to do both. Um, not a lot of kids in Colorado, at least, did did the ice and roller. So I was kind of when I was younger, I was known as the roller kid on my ice team because <laughs> I was a little different than everyone else. Yeah, for sure. So it was good. It was fun. I love I love roller. I, I haven't really played in a couple of years. It's kind of died down when you get older, but I really loved it. It was awesome. That's what I was going to ask. When was the last time you uh, you skated in a roller game? So it's been a while, huh? Yeah, the last time I played a legit game was probably when I was 16. So I haven't played roller in a while, which is kind of sad. Huh. Interesting. Interesting. I know that um, they just like the ACHA is around for uh, uh, ice hockey, in non-varsity ice hockey, uh, I know that there's a, a roller aspect to that, too. I think they have, like, an ACHA, a, a roller version of the ACHA out there, too. Yeah, I think so. It's very similar in that aspect, I think. Yeah. Well, what what's the, for, for the people that are listening, for the few people that listen to this, because we only have, like, 11 listeners, um, well, tell tell them or tell me what's the what are the, some of the main differences or main takeaways from uh, ice hockey versus roller hockey, other than the uh, obvious wheels and yeah. cement versus ice and blades. Yeah, so actually not even cement. So, well, we I played on sport courts, so you see like the blue surface that like the basketball courts are on. Oh yeah, okay. So we we played yeah we played on that, and uh, main difference. I mean the pucks uh, plastic, so it's a little lighter. Um, doesn't go as fast cause it's cause of the friction and then it's four and four. So there's a lot more stick handling passing. And actually for roller, normally what you do is you have the best players kind of play D no matter if they play forward or D normally. So that's where I kind of got to learn the game was playing defense, playing roller. Okay. So that was kind of, that was good for me. And it was just an awesome experience. And then my first couple of practices, I remember, I still remember this when I was six years old. My first practice, um, I came down there, and uh, one of the guys I used to play with when I was younger was Troy Terry. Um, he's on the Anaheim Ducks now, and he was one of the first guys I met when I was six years old, and he was seven, and they were ripping around, doing circles around me, and I was like, I, I don't know if this is the, the right thing for me, and I came off crying, and that was kind of my first introduction to competitive hockey, so I'll never forget that. Wow. Yeah, well, I guess not for, for, for many reasons, huh? Now NHLers... Uh, kind of brush with greatness there, but also that they were uh, letting you know that you still had a ways to go. Yeah, and they're uh, they're that good when they're seven too. Like he's <laughs> yeah, he's unbelievable and he's that small, which is kind of funny. My, I always thought uh, one of the hardest things to do in, in roller hockey was you know in ice you can just stop, do a you know quick change and uh, a t stop or whatever you want to call it. And it's a technical term. You can stop when you want to, whereas with roller you kind of got to think about it. Yeah, and the, the weird part is that. 
when I first got into ice when I was nine, I had to take lessons to learn how to stop for ice because I knew how to do it so well for roller. Yeah. And obviously that doesn't work so well at ice because <laughs> of the turning. So I actually had to take lessons for that. That was kind of the biggest change for me in the beginning. All right. All right. So you, you take lessons, you figure it out on the ice, and then uh, uh, and you're playing ice hockey for the most part through, uh, I, I guess, ice and roller through high school. Um, yeah. did you play, um, and I'm, I'm looking here online says, uh, played one, how many years of high school hockey did you play? Cause I only see one year listed. So high school hockey is a little weird in Colorado. There's like three different leagues depending on what you, time of the year you're playing. Okay. So at least like my 15 year, which is my freshman year of high school, I was still playing uh AAA for the rampage down in the Springs. Okay. And then I kind of got a little burned out from that so i decided to stop playing triple a and i just played uh, i played midget double a um my u16 and u17 year and then 18 i decided to play high school oh. um so that was kind of that's why it only shows up for the last year okay. at least for chassa which is the main high school league in colorado so. what, what what is that again chassa yeah chassa that's like the main governing body of all the high school sports so they're trying they're trying to make it now like the minnesota hockey thing where they're getting rid of like the midget double a and they're just going to do primarily high school so i think i think that's what they're trying to do it's kind of in the beginning stages okay all right and it says here online here that you played at mountain vista high is that there in castle pines um so that's in highlands ranch so the way it worked is i actually went to uh rock (laughs) rock canyon high school which is in highlands ranch okay but they did a feeder so four of the high schools around there all played for Mountain Vista, so I actually never even played for my high school technically. I see. All right. Well, you're right. They do do it weird up there in Colorado. So yeah, it's a little confusing. So uh, you played that 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 was what your senior your no your junior year, huh? Of high school. Year. Your senior year of high yes, school. Senior high school. And then um, what was it? Uh, how did you tell us how you ended up at Oklahoma? Yeah. So um, when I was looking at schools, I didn't really get recruited or anything because i just played i played midget major double a um that fall before the high school season with vista and we went to nationals in east lansing one state we went to nationals and a couple of the junior teams wanted me to play but i never really thought about playing juniors at all i just didn't think it was what i wanted to do i just wanted to go to school right away so yeah i was looking at some schools my sister actually went to oklahoma a couple years before me really so that was kind of the connection i had here And other than that, I really didn't want to go here just because she did. (laughs) But when looking at other schools like Boulder and Arizona, those are kind of my main three. Um, I fell in love with the campus here. Um, The school's great. Football team's awesome. And they had the Greek life, which is a big thing for me that I wanted to come here. Okay. And the hockey team was here as well. So that was kind of the perfect three. So I was like, you know, I might as well just come here. Wow, look at you. All right, so you you – you thought about uh, you turned down juniors. What you had some Western States League teams chasing you? Um, it was it was I think NA three and the USPHL. I think okay, it, what it was. All right, so you had some NA three and USP teams chasing you. You said no, that's not for me. And you yeah, uh, I just said I was going to go play at OU and we'll see what happens. But I didn't. Yeah, yeah, I didn't really. I didn't know how the uh, ACHA worked or anything like that. Honestly, I just was like, yeah, show up and. Play. I really didn't know it, what it was like, so I just kind of came here. 
So you didn't realize when you looked at Arizona or at Boulder that they also played in the ACHA? I didn't know. I, I knew they had teams, but I, I didn't know how it really worked, honestly. Okay. Have you figured it out since? Uh, yeah, I know how it works now, which is good. <laughs> Yeah, good deal. Well, what was it about? Uh, did you actually, uh, I, with you being there in, in in Castle Pines, I figured you've made a trip or two to Boulder, so you knew what that was all about. Yep, I knew what Boulder was like. A lot of kids from my high school went to Boulder, so that was kind of the main reason I did want to go. Okay, just want to kind of do something new. So, and, and wanted to get out in Tucson. Yep, and in Tucson, um, I really thought I was going to love it because it was so warm down there, but I don't know. It was just might have been too hot for me, honestly. It was like I visited there in October, and it was like 95 degrees. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, and I was like, I don't know about this. So I just kind of fell in love with Oklahoma, and it's worked out so far. Well, I'd say it's worked out. And you, you said you enjoyed the um, uh, one of the things, other than the fact that your sister went here, uh, they had hockey, but they also have some Greek life. You, I take it that means you pledged a fraternity. Yes. What uh, you want to? What fraternity is that? Um. So I'm an ATO down here. Alpha Tau Omega. All yeah. Right. So that was kind of the interesting part of how I didn't, because last year was my first year as a, because I'm technically a junior in school, but oh. last year was my first year playing. So freshman year I was at Oklahoma, but I didn't play hockey. I don't know if a lot of people know that as well. Really? So you've only played two years, but you've been at Oklahoma for three. So that first yeah, year you so, focused on school and social life. Yeah, so I took a year off from hockey my freshman year. Yeah, I took a year off. Interesting. And what? how, how was that? I mean, you, you played hockey all your life, and now you're taking a year off from hockey. Yeah, I mean, so how it worked out is a little interesting. I came in um, – and that first week of school was kind of like the training camp for the hockey team. And I came in and that was when um, Pete was a coach. I was a four Bergie. And uh, I told him my situation because like I knew I was pledging and I want to do the hockey. And that's kind of that's a huge time commitment for both. Oh, yeah. And, and I told him about both and he wasn't really sold on me doing both. So he kind of had me pick one and I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. And I knew hockey wasn't. Um, completely what I wanted to do at the time. So I decided to uh, walk away and just do the whole fraternity thing and kind of take a risk. And it, it worked out though. So very good. Very good. Yeah. Definitely not the normal track for, um, kids in this league for sure. I like how you gently put it that Pete made you make a choice, huh? <laughs> yep. He did. And then it kind of worked out that, um, Bergie came in the next year and I was able to, uh, come talk to him and tell him what happened and everything. So it worked out. Now, with you, uh, with you being in a fraternity now, does do your do you ever find yourself that some of your uh, fraternity obligations uh, have a conflict with your hockey obligations, or maybe it's the other way around? Some of your hockey things conflict with your fraternity deals. Um, yeah, I think. I mean, I've missed some stuff because uh, I've been on road trips for hockey, but honestly, it's been great because I mean, even like we played UCO on Thursday night and. Um, a lot of the guys from ATO came out and were sitting behind the uh, UCO goalie for that game. So that was kind of cool. So, no, they've been uh, pretty supportive Very of nice. me doing it. So it's been fun. Good deal. And I'm sure they enjoy having a, uh, uh, a student athlete on the uh, within their fraternity, that someone they yeah. can root for, huh? Absolutely. Wild, wild. So what? you came to Oklahoma. 
you took a year off. This is your third year, so you're technically a junior at Oklahoma in terms of school, but a sophomore in terms of eligibility. Mm-hmm. Um, what what is what what are you studying here at OU? Um, so I'm double majoring in energy management and finance. Holy smokes! Tell me what I know all about finance because that was my degree. What was um, okay. what what is energy management? What does that involve? So at least to Oklahoma, it's mostly oil and gas. So Oklahoma and Texas is huge for that. And um, University of Oklahoma is known for their uh, energy management program. Us and Texas Tech are kind of the two biggest ones. So it has to do with that industry. And um, it's a good program. So it's been awesome. And the way they kind of put the two programs together, I only have to take like three extra classes for a double major. So it kind of worked out. Well, it is kind of interesting. So College of Business, yep. uh, Energy Management and Finance. Now, w- when you graduate, what does that mean you're going to get a job doing? Will that be a not a landman type of a thing, but uh, I guess putting together bids and leases and uh, uh, things that involve uh, from the financial side of um, – of uh, of the oil and gas industry, not like you're going to go work on a on a rig or anything, but you're going to be, you know, budgeting for yep. drilling operations. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, a landman kind of does a little bit of all that, except for working on the rig itself. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, kind of everything you said. Honestly, you kind of hit it on the head. <laughs> kind of wild. All right. And is that yeah. something that you came to Oklahoma knowing you wanted to do, or is that something you just kind of stumbled into as you explored options here at Oklahoma? Yeah, I kind of stumbled into it. I knew I wanted to do the finance, and uh, when I came here, I heard about the uh, energy management program and kind of all about it, and I thought it was pretty cool. So I tried it, and it's been awesome so far. So Good, very good, very good. Now, with um, I, I know you're busy in the school year with um, hockey and with your uh, uh, Greek obligations. What about, uh, are you able to do anything uh, outside of uh, the school year in, in terms of uh, either one of those two options, finance or energy management? Do you have any internships or, uh, I don't know what you call them, co-ops, something like that, where you can yeah. kind of dip your toe and see what, if you really do like it? Yeah, so uh, last summer I interned with uh, Incana back in Denver. So I was downtown working every day. I got to do that, which was a great experience. Okay. Um, and then I just I had a bunch of interviews that finished up, and kind of September was a crazy month for me. I had a ton of interviews, and we had a bunch of games. So that was a crazy month, and I'm interning with uh, BP this summer in Denver again. Nice. So I'll get another opportunity to uh, – learn a little bit more about the industry, which has been awesome to see how it kind of translates from the classroom to actually doing some real work. Yeah. Real work for, uh, and in real life results, right. As opposed to just yeah, talking exactly. about it. Yeah. Yep. Well, that's pretty cool. That's, that's very cool. I have a, uh, um, have a little bit of experience after practicing. I did some oil and gas law for about 20 years before, uh, switched over to my current practice and so I know a little bit about that, and uh, I know that Denver is a, uh, or it was, I think it still is, one of the uh, uh, major centers for the energy industry, especially for uh, natural gas and um, uh, mining, if you will, or for, for minerals that, that you actually hard mine. Uh, so uh, that's Denver's, Denver's a nice hub. You know, everyone thinks oil and gas, you think of uh, Dallas or really Houston. 
Yeah, Den- Houston. Denver's uh, Denver's gigantic in terms of the energy industry. Yeah, and it was kind of crazy. I didn't realize how big Denver was until I got here. Yeah. With the uh, yeah the oil and gas, because honestly, um, I wanted to go back to Denver last summer, and this summer I was looking to go down to Houston, and then I ended up going back to Denver still. So I guess it's just meant to be. Well, yeah, you, home again. you you won that trade because Denver's a <laughs> <Yeah>. lot Denver's <laughs> a lot better than Houston. I, I have a uh, uh, little inside baseball. My son works down in Houston, and uh, God bless him. He's uh, um, Houston's a wonderful place, but boy, it is hot and miserable and muggy and humid, and the traffic is just horrendous. And if I'm going to be stuck in traffic, I'd rather not look at uh, uh, whatever it is that you have to look at in Houston. I'd rather look at the mountains and be stuck in the nice clean air up there in uh, Denver. So, uh Good for you. Good for you. Well, that's exciting for BP this summer, huh? Yep. All right. Well, don't bring up that big uh, thing that happened in the Gulf a couple of years ago. I'm sure they yeah, probably don't we'll want to talk, talk about, about that. that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, let's talk about this season uh, at OU. Um, after your first, uh, well, not this season, well, let's talk about last season. You, you, you took a year off. As you said, they changed coaches from Peter Arvanitas over to Josh Berge. And um, you kind of... Uh, uh, got back in the groove a little bit, huh? Started yep. playing hockey. Yeah, it, was, it was a good year. Yeah, I had a lot of fun. A couple of games. Looks like you uh, scored a, a couple of points. Um, you know, my recollection was it was kind of a slow start for you, but um, uh, now it kind of all makes sense if you were just getting back into the swing of things. Yeah, um, it was actually, um, I remember playing my first game. We were away in Alabama, and I looked at the count because I was just curious on how long it was uh, – it was a year and a half in between games, so that was kind of a wow, an interesting fact. So yeah, it, it took me a little bit to get back into it, but by the end, I was good. I remember sure. asking who who that number eight is and where where did he come from, and uh, uh, always just surprised that he there wasn't a whole lot of uh, there wasn't any junior experience. Came right out of high school, and uh, so you found a way to put the puck into the net. You were a, a, a gritty little uh, uh, a goal scorer uh, last year, I remember, especially third, there towards the end because they were hurting for some uh, some folks that can put points on the board. Yep. So, well, very very nice. Now you made it last year. Uh, what what was that first year? Your freshman year or your your first year of playing hockey? Not your freshman year, but your first year of playing hockey under Coach Berge. How was that? Getting uh, with you getting back into the swing of things and also your first uh, experience playing the, in the ACHA. Yeah, it was um, it was definitely a big change, um, especially playing with guys a lot older than me. I mean, OU's a pretty we're a pretty old team this year, especially got a lot of twenty four and twenty five year olds. So it was definitely a big change. Um, the size is definitely a big key for me. I'm definitely one of the smaller guys still. So one of the keys for me, at least, is just using my speed. And Bergie's was a smaller guy as well, and he was an unreal player when he was playing. Um, and he's similar size to me, so he's kind of helped me out with using my speed and hands for sure. So he's been a big help. Very nice. Very nice. What was that like when you got to uh, um, – when you traveled with Oklahoma and you went back to Arizona and you went back to Colorado, some of those schools that you had considered, um, did you did – did, did that matter to you? Did you care? Or is it just a 200 by 85 and who gives a rip? I'm going to play no matter where it is. Um, I mean, at least Arizona didn't really phase me, but I mean, going back to Colorado is always fun. I actually 
I have a couple buddies on uh, Colorado State, so that's always fun to play against them. Okay. And then up at Boulder, I actually don't know anyone on CU's team, but I have a lot of buddies up at that school. So when I go out there, they come up and watch. So it's always fun to be back in Colorado for sure. Now, do you find a difference? I was earlier, I was talking with, um, in a previous podcast, I was talking with Luke White from your team. And he mentioned that he notices a major difference uh, in terms of uh, the oxygen, the altitude, going up to play in Colorado. Now that you've been down here in the flatlands of Oklahoma for a couple of years, do you notice a difference when you go back to uh, play at uh, either Epic or the Rec Center? Yeah, I definitely have acclimated to the uh, the flatlands. So when I go back to Colorado, it is it's tough on the lungs for sure, especially that first game. Okay. Interesting. I didn't realize it would make uh, that big of a difference, but um, I guess it's it's true that the altitude, the air is a little thinner, and it uh, makes it tougher to get your breath. Wow. Oh, yeah. So it, it's funny you mentioned that um, uh, you have somebody, you have some friends from from uh, the play on the CSU team because it sure does seem when you look at their roster, there's a lot of kids from Highlands Ranch on that team. Yeah, there's a lot of kids who play. I play with a uh, I think two kids played at Mountain Vista with me and another one played on my uh, my double-A team. So, yeah, I know a couple. And the coach, um, Weeks, uh, used to be the goalie coach for the double-A team I played for. So, yeah, huh. I definitely have some connections with the CSU team. Very nice. Must have been nice to get up there and beat them then, huh? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Well, last year, your uh, first year of playing OU hockey, you went to um, – uh, you guys got to go down to Dallas to go to uh, the national tournament. What was that like uh, for you personally, but also for the team? Because it was the first time that I think they had missed nationals the year before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was it was a really good experience because um, we played Drexel in that playing game in the first round, and um, yeah, that was a good game. I think we won four to three, and then we ended up playing Michigan Dearborn, the number two seed, in the second round, and. That was a very good team. Um, very impressed with kind of the the top twenty teams in this league as a really good hockey. Especially that that Michigan team was very. I was surprised they didn't make it all the way, honestly, because they were really good. They were very good. Yep, yep. The the Drexel, you were right. It was a, it was a five to four game. It was a one goal game, and you guys got up on them pretty easily um, and pretty early, and then had to hold on for dear life when Drexel tried to mount a, a third period comeback. Yep, yeah, we kind of took our foot off the gas for a little bit, and they almost came back at us, which would have been pretty uh, pretty sad, but we held in there. Yep, yep, and then Dearborn, uh, as you said, was just a buzzsaw and uh, took care of uh, took care of the Oklahoma team last year. What yeah, uh, have, have you noticed a, a difference in play? This is now your second year of playing um, ACHA hockey at Oklahoma. Have you noticed a difference? between uh, last year and this year, whether it's in terms of you personally, you're, you're more at ease or are the teams still the same when, and you haven't really noticed. It's just the only difference is time. Um, I, mean, I think uh, the league hasn't really changed, at least from last year to this year. I think I'm a little more comfortable playing in the league. Um, I've grown a little bit. I've gained a little bit of weight. I'm still growing. So that's helped a little bit as most of the guys in the league are pretty big and I'm pushing like 160 pounds right now. And last year I was playing at like 145. So <laughs> that's, helped, that's helped a little bit for sure. Uh, that's funny. 
That's funny. All right. Well, hey, you just came off a big weekend, or not a weekend, I guess a Thursday-Friday affair with um, University of Central Oklahoma. And, um, you know, help me out here, because if I remember right, uh, you had a goal on on uh, on Thursday night, didn't you? Yeah, I had a goal and assist on Thursday. Yeah, and that was a 3-2 to two Oklahoma win over Central Oklahoma. Yep. Um, Scott Joy scores with, uh, what, 18 and a half seconds left to go in the game to, to win the game. Yep. What was, uh, what was that like? That had to be kind of crazy. I, I was there at the rink and I, you know, I was ready for it to go into overtime and pro- probably into a shootout. Yeah, it was, uh, I was a little surprised, um, that he scored honestly, but no, it was a, uh, it was a great, great, great game. Um, I guess that was, I didn't know this, but that was the first time that, um, Oklahoma's won, I guess, at home against UCO in like four years. Yeah. So that was a, that was a big deal for us. And uh, no, it was just uh, it was a great game. I think um, it was a little less of a goon show, I'd say, as Friday night was. Which, at least for me, I like that a little more. I'm not big into the um, gritty play, at least. So it worked out for me Thursday night, and then Friday night they kind of took it took it to us. Um, at Arctic, it's it's tough to play in that rink for sure. Why is it tough to play up there? I mean, the fans are the fans are definitely rowdy, um, and I don't know what it is. I just they they do play up much harder when they play there for sure. There was a different team Friday night for sure. Okay, well, yeah, that Friday night game was a four to one Central Oklahoma win uh, over Oklahoma. And uh, were you part of that uh, part of those guys that were on the ice when all the knucklehead stuff was going on and the goaltenders skated to the blue line, or were you sitting on the bench asking like all the rest of us, "What the heck is going on?" Yeah, I was on the bench, and uh, yeah, I was kind of curious on what the goalies were doing there. But you didn't want to get out yeah. there and flex with them, huh? No, no, that's uh, I leave that to the bigger guys on the team. <laughs> all righty, well. Um, so so far, you guys are what Oklahoma? I think is what fourteen and four on the season right now, mm-hmm. ranked number twelve, um, having a pretty decent little season. Uh, you've made, you've now made. I always ask this of the folks who are on the uh, on the podcast, the players. You've made the circuit now at least once through the conference. Uh, so tell me, other than the Blazers Ice Center, where is Josh Pusar's favorite place to play, favorite rink to play in in the Western Collegiate Hockey League? Um, favorite place to play. I do like playing in Tucson just because that rink is so nice. Yeah. Um, but I also, I do really like playing at Missouri State. I think the rink's very nice and the atmosphere is really good, at least when we played there last year. So I'm excited to go down there for two games um, next semester too. I really like playing there. Very nice. So you like the, the, the fans and how rowdy it yeah, gets? It's, yeah, it's fun. It's fun to play there. All right. All right. Interesting. And so what's what's the flip side of that one? Um, the, the least favorite place in the Western Collegiate Hockey League for, for you to play? Um, least favorite place? Um, I would I would have to say uh, CSU up in Fort Collins just because I, I always hated going up there as a kid um, when I played like squirts and peewees. Yeah. Going up to that rink and I just had bad memories of it and now I'm playing there <laughs> uh, when I'm older. So I just never liked that rink. So Is that why? There. Is that is that why uh, you didn't consider CSU as one of the possibilities? You had Arizona, Oklahoma, and CU Boulder, but not CSU. Yeah, I never really looked at CSU as a school. Okay. I'm not a, yeah, 
So not an Aggie, huh? Nope. <laughs> hey, no, no, no worries there. Even, even though Fort Collins is a great little town. Yeah, it's very pretty up there, though. Yeah, what a what a deal! All right, what is uh, so Josh Pustar when he's not uh, studying and when he's not playing hockey and when he's not dealing with his uh, with all his Greek buddies? What does Josh Pustar like to do in his free time? Um, I'm actually really big into golf as well. Really? Um, yeah. So when I kind of stopped playing AAA in high school, I was I played on the high school golf team all four years, so I was really into that. I kind of stopped playing hockey as much and was into golf and I took that pretty seriously um for the last three years of high school and I've been doing that so I'm really enjoying that and you know I'm excited I love playing hockey but once hockey's over I'm kind of excited to focus on golf again for sure okay all right very nice very nice now I gotta ask you this um because I know that you know Colorado has a has a reputation you know as uh because marijuana is legal up there do, do, do people give you a hard time knowing when they find out that you're from Castle Pines, Colorado, and that you're kind of a laid-back kind of dude? Do they give you a hard time about uh, uh, the wacky tobacco and all that kind of stuff, or no? Or do they well, not care? Yeah, when uh, when I was a freshman here, like, when you go around and um, you're kind of looking at all the fraternities, one of the first things they ask you when you're from Colorado is, like, do you smoke weed or all that stuff? So everyone's kind of curious about it, but... Uh, no, it's kind of funny. That's just what everyone thinks thinks about when you're from Colorado. But um, it's actually getting really popular for kids from Colorado to come to Oklahoma. Um, two of my roommates who I live with are from Colorado, and there's a bunch of guys in my fraternity that are from Colorado, so it's getting pretty popular. Why? Why, why do you think that is? Um, I mean, it's not that far. It's it's about a nine hour drive, which I don't think's too bad. Yeah. And the out of state tuitions, it's actually at least for me, it was cheaper to come to OU out of state than to go in state to Boulder. Oh, wow. Okay. Which is crazy. Yeah. So it's not too bad. And it's just, I don't know. That's a great school. And they, they were, they had a great, uh, recruitment person who came to Colorado from OU and I loved her. So that, uh, that probably helped as well. And it, and, and it doesn't hurt to have a, a nice Greek life and a good, uh, athletic, uh, you know, in terms of football and all the other sports that they play around here. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. I'm sure that that doesn't hurt. Interesting, interesting. So, um, all right. Well, tell tell me this. You got to give us a uh, before we go. Give me a PG, a, a decent little story about Josh Berge. You got to have a, a story about him kicking a clipboard or, uh, you know, s- stumbling over some words or something like that. Something that made you laugh in the locker room. In the locker room. Hmm. Or hey, on the bus or something. You know, what does he like well, to do? Watch the Teletubbies on the bus or. Well, I remember a good bus story, at least, is uh, so we took a trip to Utah last year yep. in February, and that was a that was a kind of a brutal trip. It was like, ended up being almost 20 hours each way, Oof. and um, on the way back, the uh, the bus door somehow broke, and it didn't close all the way. No way. So I, I do, I remember waking up, like, in the middle of the night. It's like 30 degrees in the bus, and I'm just freezing. And I see, like, because I was towards the front of the bus being one of the new guys still. And I see Brady up at the front, and he's wrapped in, like, seven blankets and a beanie and, like, two jackets. <laughs> and then, before, and then like, waking up, and he's trying to, like, duct tape the door. So it was kind of funny. That's crazy. Holy smokes. Yeah. 
What a what a terrible bus company that must have been. Yikes. Yeah, that was that was a tough bus trip. We were late to Utah. They had to, I remember they had to push back that game. We literally just showed up to the rink after that drive and somehow we've still beat them, but it was yeah, that was a long long trip for us. Sounds like it a long weekend. Tough, yeah. tough travels getting there and a, a busted door on the way back. <laughs> yep. All right, all right. Well, now, hey, you've also been around the uh, Blazers Ice Center now for uh, about a year and a half, a little bit. Um, you also have to have a decent, since he's not here to defend himself, let's rag on Andrew just a little bit. you got to have a decent little story about Andrew because, you know, he thinks he's Mr. Music during your games, right, uh-huh. that he plays all this terrible music that's so loud. Um, he's, he's, a, he's a good friend, but he's also a doofus, and he can't defend himself. So do you got a good story, a PG story about Andrew? I, I I don't have any stories about Andrew. I can say yeah. I really don't. He thinks he's hot I stuff. Just, yeah, I just I know I know like I remember last year against CSU, the glass broke and it was kind of fun to watch him try and put the. Uh, I don't think we had any extra glass at the rink, so he put in like one of those wooden boards. <laughs> so I guess that was a little entertaining to watch him do that at least. Have you ever seen? And in, in, you've been at the rink, both roller and ice now for you said since you were like six, right? Yeah, so a long time. Yeah, a long time. Have you ever seen a rink that replaces broken glass with plywood? I have not. It's happened twice now. And it's insane. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, we need to get some extra glass or something. I'd say so. Yeah, I've, I I remember walking into the rink uh, before the season started, and I saw that they had a sheet of plywood behind the net there by the Zam doors at the Blazers Ice Center. I thought, come on, guys. you got to have some extra glass laying around here somewhere. Yeah, I guess uh, I guess Andrew doesn't. So we we use what we got. <laughs> well, welcome to Oklahoma, right? <laughs> yep. Jeez. All right. Well, uh, one one last thing. What's the most exciting? I know that it's. It, tell me, you're 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 a pledge, or you've you're a member now of the ATO. People have a lot of misconceptions about fraternities. Um, pump the, pump the uh, tires a little bit here for ATO. Tell us, uh, some, some, some of the good things that, that have happened for, uh, Josh Pussar and, uh, from being a, a member of the fraternity. Yeah. So, I mean, honestly, the biggest thing for me, when I came to Oklahoma, I really, I knew like two kids coming here. So, um, doing the whole fraternity thing, you meet so many people. Like I had, um, 65 kids in my pledge class alone and 200 members of ATO. So right there, you meet 200 kids right away. And um, now my best friends, my roommates are all ATO. So it's just been, it's been really awesome. You get to go to class with them. They're all your buddies. You can study with them. You get to party with them and you meet so many people through the fraternity. So I think it's, it's a great thing. It's like, I basically, it feels like I'm on two teams. I got the OU hockey team that's kind of its own fraternity, and then I have ATO. So it's been it's been awesome. That's kind of that's kind of a good way of looking at it. I'm on two teams. I like that. I like that. That's pretty sharp. All right. Well, hey, Josh, I appreciate you taking time out of your day today to uh, talk to me and the, the W uh, here on the WCHL podcast, and also to rag on uh, Coach Berg and Andrew just a little bit, since they're not here to defend themselves. And I was, I you know, I think the world of Josh. He doesn't think so, but I do. Um, and, uh, so I, I'm, I'm pretty damn impressed with what he's done with the, uh, OU hockey team in terms of taking a bunch of guys that, you know, two years ago didn't make nationals. And he's basically taken that same team and, uh, turned them into the number, uh, 12 team in the nation right now. So that's, uh, I think that's a testament to number one, the talent that's on the ice, but also number two, his coaching and, uh, 
It's uh, so I, I when I get a chance, whenever I, I can't say that to him, but I can say that about him, and uh, so that's why I also like to tease and uh, kind of needle him a little bit. So, yeah, he, he's done a great job. He really has. Sure. He really has. All right. Well, Josh, thanks for taking time out of your day, and thanks for taking uh, the time to talk on the WCHL podcast. Continued success. Uh, through the rest of the season, and I'll probably, uh, if I don't see you at the rink, we'll, I'm sh- we'll sh- uh, for sure see you down in Frisco again. Yeah, awesome. Well, thanks for having me again. Appreciate it. No problem. That was Josh Pusarv, number eight from the University of Oklahoma.